Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, where you'll get the latest trends and legal business initiatives that help you manage your law firm every day. Hear from the experts setting the standards for legal, insurance, compliance, and tools of the profession. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Here's the host of the Legal Toolkit, Jared Correa. Welcome to another episode of the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Thanks for joining me today. As always, I'm Jared Korea, Law Practice Management Advisor to the Stars with Massachusetts Low Map, which provides free and confidential consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on Low Map service offerings, visit our website at www.masslowmap.org or like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash masslowmap. So I'm very excited today to take an opportunity to thank our sponsors, including a new sponsor, Carbonite Pro. Carbonite Pro provides online backup for your law office, and Carbonite Pro backs up your files automatically and continuously, so you're always protected. Learn more and try it for free at CarbonitePro.com. I got to tell you, love Carbonite, use it on my personal laptop. And our continuing sponsor, Katuno Court Reporting, a New England-based business serving the legal community since 1966. On the Legal Toolkit, as we do every month, we'll provide you with a new tool to add to your own Legal Toolkit so that your best practices will become more and more like best practices. My guest today is Conrad Sam, the Senior Marketing Manager for Seattle, Washington-based AVO, an online directory of doctors and lawyers licensed in the United States. Conrad runs marketing for AVO, where he oversees the firm's SEM, SEO, social media, online marketing, public relations, email, and web analytics initiatives. That's a lot. Avo grew from concept to market leader in the legal directory space in just three years without spending a dollar on advertising. Prior to Avo, Conrad worked with major consumer brands, assisting them to adopt their online marketing strategies to meet the changing market, technology, and regulatory environments of the internet. His experience includes numerous award-winning interactive projects for clients like Disney, Nickelodeon, Lego, MTV, Ford, Macromedia, the United Nations, Microsoft, AOL, McDonald's, Mattel, and Napster. Wow, Napster. That is a blast from the past. (laughs) Conrad, welcome to the Legal Toolkit. Well, thank you so much. Hopefully we won't go into the legal issues surrounding Napster. (laughs) I strictly download on iTunes now. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so let's dive right into the questions here. Um, You hear a lot about SEO, you being the public in general. So just what is it and why is it important? Well, uh, SEO is really an, an... Uh, let me just back up. It's search engine optimization. I, I just live in this SEO world where we, we quickly drop in acronyms. But uh, search engine optimization is the science and art uh, of appearing in results when a given query is typed into one of the search engines like Google, Yahoo, or Bing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, I mean, at the fundamental level, it's, it's how do the search engines determine what content is going to show up for which queries. And, and there's a huge science around this. The reason it's important is very simple. Uh, there's just massive, massive volume of people using the web to find information. So back in 2007, uh, for local, this is for local information, people started using search engines more than Yellow Pages, you know, back four years ago in 2007. Uh, yeah. Since then, it's just exploded. The Yellow Pages are, are, are dinosaurs, and, you know, when you're looking for local information, you, you tend to go to the search engines. Yeah. In fact, 80% of people are researching products online before buying them locally. So, uh, and I keep hitting this local point because it's very yeah, uh, particular to, to the legal profession. Um, but th- this is where the action is. 
Yeah, and we'll get into a little bit of the local question a little later as well. Um, sure. So why is why is SEO in particular important for attorneys then who are trying to advertise themselves and their practices? Well, one of the great things about SEO is it can be free. Um, and if you do it right, you can really get yourself in front of a huge volume of people. So at Avo, we've, we've done a very good job with search. We're getting, you know, 2 million visits to the site every month. A lot of that is coming from search. But just because we're a large, sophisticated directory, um, the principles that we use can be applied to, you know, a solo practitioner and learning how to the fundamentals of search engine optimization um, can be really effective at driving business. Another thing that's important as, as and this, this conversation has, has died down a little bit, but um, when we first started out, I would t- talk to lawyers and they would say, oh, well, all of my business comes from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, word of mouth is still really important. People still really care what others have to say about an, any given uh, trip or sneakers or toasters or even lawyers. Mm-hmm. So the word of mouth is really important. But what we're finding is that that vetting process is happening online. So the the consumer behavior looks like this. Oh, you need a divorce lawyer. You should you should hire Mary Smith. She's the best. She she worked. She did my sister's divorce. And what do I do? I don't call Mary Smith immediately. I research Mary Smith because I'm dealing with a high stakes issue and I have access to an amazing amount of information on the web. And so the consumer behavior has turned to vetting that word of mouth referral on the web. Yeah, absolutely. And a site like yours, like Avo in particular, provides those uh, resources for consumers who are vetting. And they're coming across you on search engines, I'm sure. Um, Absolutely. So how much of leveraging SEO is the appropriate content generation? And what other factors come into play? Because I talk to a lot of people who say, yeah, you got to write the right script, essentially, for the web to pick up your website. But it's more than that, right? Yeah. So I always talk about search engine optimization. I boil it down to three legs of a stool. So content is really important. And and I can't over emphasize the importance of content. If you get the content right, the the second leg of the stool often comes into play without even worrying about it, and that is links. And Mm -hmm. links are the way that the search engines determine which content um, should rank highly for a given query. So there's probably, I don't know, uh, let's take Massachusetts divorce lawyer. There's probably over a million pages on the web that have that as content, Massachusetts divorce Mm -hmm. lawyer. The way the uh, search engines determine which piece of content around Massachusetts divorce lawyer uh, to select and and put up high in their search results are um, through the links. So this becomes very, very important. So content's important, original, unique, interesting content that people, uh, that is written in a way that your target market can understand it and would be searching for it becomes very important. The links going to that content becomes very important. That's the second leg of the stool. Mm-hmm. And the third link is the technology platform. And back when we started Avo uh, four years ago, uh, almost five now, getting the technology platform right was actually pretty difficult. The good thing is most technology platforms have evolved over the last four years so that they have the search engine optimization best practices built right into them. So, for example, the blogging yeah. software with WordPress or, or, or Blogger, um, you, you can't go wrong with a new platform. Uh, I do occasionally run into attorneys who have you know a three or four year old website um, that is built on something custom that was uh, you know kind of the bespoke approach to building websites that still have problems. But for the most part, if you're starting out from scratch or if you have a new platform, newish platform, you should be in good shape. Hmm, that's interesting. 
Um, yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit more about platforms for just a second here. Um, most people think of when they're thinking about search optimization, how to get high in the Google rankings. But there's other search uh, engines as well. There's Google, there's Bing, there's Yahoo, for example. Um, do you have to code content differently, as it were, for different uh, search providers to come up higher in their rankings? Or do they generally all use the same algorithms? They generally use the same algorithm. Um, and as I have... So I, I had a, the the privilege of sitting in on a on a kind of a, a pick your brain session over at Microsoft about two or three years ago, and mm-hmm. they I sat in front. It was me and you know five other search people uh, who who spend their time thinking about search all the time, uh, talking to a room of I don't know two hundred or so Microsoft search engineers, and they were it was essentially asking questions about us, and. Yeah. Eighty percent of the questions boil down to, "How do you think about us differently than uh, Google?" And the answer that I gave, uh, and the answer that everyone on the panel gave, was very much, "If you get the best practices right, you're you're going to do well in the search engines." And and mm-hmm. there may be, um, it, it's too hard for us. So let me take Avo as an example. We're a large site. We're a massive site. We have, I have t- we have tons of resources to put towards search. We've never. Mm-hmm thought about Bing uh, and Google differently. Because once we get it right for the fundamentals, the search engines actually kind of um, follow the best practices. Having said that, um, there are differences in the search results. So I did a a story recently for Search Engine Land. One of the queries that I used to show the difference was the query for attorney Tom Brady. Oh, well, you got in Boston, you'll appreciate this. So I did a query for attorney (laughs) Tom Brady. Google returned me um, all results about the quarterback, and there were a couple results in there about the quarterback's attorney. Um, Microsoft gave me all these attorneys across the country named Thomas Brady. So there are differences. I don't want to suggest that there aren't differences, but trying yeah. to customize your own experience and coding differently for the different uh, engines, you're tilting at windmills, especially down at kind of the, 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 the law firm level. Yeah, well, that's good to know. I think that makes it easier for a lot of solo and small firm attorneys who don't necessarily yeah. have the time to target that deeply. Um so let's talk about SEO then in connection with social media, which is burgeoning, as you know. Yeah. Um, so does SEO retain its importance even with this social media explosion? I mean, when people are now more often directly accessing sites like Facebook, profile sites like that versus looking through the traditional search engines like Google, I mean, how relevant is SEO in this social media framework that we're in right now? Yeah, it's a great question, and it's something that um, I have really spent a lot of time thinking about for Avo, um, but it also applies for attorneys. Um, Social media in legal is actually very tricky, Um, and the traditional approaches to social media, let's take Facebook, for example. Your traditional approaches to social media on Facebook don't necessarily apply, or they apply differently to law than they would for, say, I don't know, uh, Canada to dry ginger ale. I might fan Canada to dry ginger ale, um, and I might um, share my love of Canada to dry ginger ale with all of my Facebook friends. I might even tweet about it. Um, I might check in uh, on Foursquare to the Canada to dry ginger ale shop when I, when I go uh, and do a tour of their factory. But I'm not really going to do that with my divorce lawyer. Um, I'm probably not going to do that with my DUI lawyer. So... There is a nuance to legal where you're probably dealing with much more private issues that people don't really share as much. 
Um, and so I think you have to be careful and you have to recognize as you, as everyone's all excited about uh, Facebook and sharing things. And I'm not saying that there aren't ways um, to be effective with this. I've talked to lawyers who swear to me that they get tons of business from Twitter, which is great. I, I don't, yep. I, it, it's just a little different than you, you have to put yourself in your audience's shoes before you jump into something like this. And I'll give you the perfect example. Go look at a, uh, at a fan page on Facebook for a DUI lawyer. Tell me how many fans that person has, right? There aren't any, um, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah. And so just take into account the way the legal is a little bit unique compared to other products and think about it that way. Having well, said hey. that, and I know, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just love Canada Dry Ginger Ale. I figured I'd say that. Go ahead. <laughs> you got good taste. <laughs> I love I love Canada Dry Ginger Anyway, um, and I will even fan it on Facebook. I may have to go do that now after this example. <laughs> You've got to. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, one of the things that has changed, so search is constantly changing. And one of the things that has changed, re- well, not that recently, but the search engines have all kind of copped to the notion that they're actually using social signals um, to influence search results. So um, search and uh, social are, are very intertwined. And so don't underestimate the importance of social as it applies to search. And I'll give you a couple of examples of how that works. One thing that happens is uh, the search engines are using Twitter for example, to, uh, as a ranking factor. So if you, if you write a great piece of content that gets spread around the web and picked up on Twitter and a lot of people tweet about it, that is actually going to help that content rank. Um, so they're really turning to social to try and enhance and improve uh, the results that they're, they're, they're sending out. So that's one thing to one example of how uh, search and social are, are are really intertwined. Another thing to think about is um, the search results are becoming increasingly personalized, and there's lots of different ways that they're doing that. We can talk about that with local. So, for example, if I type in lawyer and I'm physically sitting uh, at, at Fenway Park, um, I am going to get uh, results for Boston lawyers. If I'm physically sitting in Seattle, uh, I'm going to get uh, Seattle results. So they're using um, that, that information to, to customize those results. And they're doing this with social as well. So for example, if I do a search for, actually, let me, let me, let's use this as an example. Let's say we, uh, when you post this, there's going to be a, a page out there with, with some audio on the web, and it's going to talk about search engine optimization for lawyers. Now, because you, Jared, have posted this and, and made it public, your social network, the people that you are connected to, that the, the search engine, specifically Google, I mean here, but um, also with Bing, the people that you yep. are connected to are going to be more likely to receive this content about search engine optimization if they do a search for search engine optimization um, than people that you're not connected to. So the search engines are really taking into account that social graph as they build out their personalized ranking factors. That's an excellent point. So when you're thinking about SEO these days, you're not just thinking about the search engine rankings. You're also thinking about your social media presence as well as the location that you're in. That's great. Exactly. They're Uh, all intertwined. All right. So how much of this can you do on your own as an attorney, say a solo attorney or a small firm attorney, and how much of this should you pay for? Well, the, the answer to that is you can do all of this on your own. Um, this is not an insurmountable, um, effort. Um, 
and and very often I get people talking to me um, about this being uh, very hard and very expensive and very technical. So the platforms have evolved and the pricing has evolved. So it's very easy to get yourself set up, get running, and you can do this relatively easy. Um, if you are willing to invest the time writing good content. And that is the kicker. We talked about content early on. Um, search engine optimization without good content doesn't exist. You, you may as well just have a, a static website um, that you you know shift out every five years. You're not going to be successful without having good content. So, you, you have to, that means you have to be a good writer, an interesting writer, and you have to enjoy writing. Because I can tell you that if you don't enjoy writing, um, you're not going to write. Uh, you're going to think about doing <laughs> other things. But it's very, very doable um, on your own. I, I, I often recommend to attorneys and now doctors that you don't have to be this massive, uh, let's say, legal directory or like AVO uh, in order to play in this game. Who knew English majors would be so effective on the Internet? <laughs> they are. They are. Absolutely. <laughs> so assuming you do decide to pay for some of this stuff, maybe not necessarily a consultant that you hire, but maybe you decide to pay for words and searches or for category listings or for highlighted advertisements um, within search engines or search engine rankings. I mean, how much should you be looking at paying and, you know, how much is too much in a very general sense? Yeah. So this is this this is a. Uh... Uh, the I'm going to give you the lawyer's answer. It depends, <laughs> right? Oh, that's um, very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, it really depends. You can spend a lot of money. Um, and so using pay-per-click for an example, um, you can spend a lot of money on pay-per-click services. Um, and uh, the legal industry being a very competitive industry, um, you can very quickly uh, go through your budget because it's, it's literally a bidding system. So if you want to be number one because you're so you've been ingrained that you need to be number one from all of your legal training and all your law school training, um, you're going to go out of, uh, blow through your, your, your spend very quickly. So, um, one of the things that I would think about doing is, um, making sure that you are tracking the cost effectiveness of all of your efforts. Okay. There are lots of places to spend money online. Um, you can spend money with Avo, for example. You can spend money with pay-per-click. You can spend money with websites and search consultants, et cetera, et cetera. The beauty of what we're doing in the online world is we can measure all of this. And so you need to have a system in place where you can measure, measure, measure. And then, you know, $10,000 might make a lot of sense for you if you're generating uh, $100,000 from that and, and looking at basic return on investment metrics for your spend. Um, back in, yeah. the, in the Mad Men days, the real Mad Men days, I can't remember who it was, but there was, there was a, a famous ad executive who said, um, half of my advertising spend is wasted. I just don't know which half. Uh, the reality is that's completely turned around. And uh, before I came and worked at Avo, I was doing these ad spends where I would know literally to the day and to the penny, literally to the penny, exactly what my return on investment was um, for, for every dollar spent, exactly how much it was returning from, from a revenue perspective. Yep, and that's a great point about return on investment. I think a lot of people start to invest in online advertising and they feel like it's just a drop in this massive bucket and they have no idea where it goes. But there are tools to um to measure yeah. that, absolutely. So so if you did decide to hire an SEO consultant, for example, because they're ubiquitous out there, I mean, what, oh, should yeah. the criteria, what should the criteria be? If you don't feel like you're ready to step up to do that, you need somebody to do it for you. 
Yeah, and and you know, I always tell people you can do it yourself. And lawyers say, "Hey, well, I should be billing clients, not doing uh, SEO for myself." My my job, I'm not an SEO. I'm, I'm here to to actually serve clients. I don't want to spend all my time doing this SEO stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a very fair comment. However, when you outsource, especially with search, when you outsource your search engine optimization, um, you're taking a big risk. The problem with doing this, or, or not the problem, one of the risks with doing this is anybody can put up a website. I just told you how easy it is to put up a website. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone can put up a website and say that they're a search engine optimization expert. Um, and there are two pitfalls to this. One is the technology changes all the time. Google just uh, did a massive, massive um, uh, algorithm change this week. Or maybe it was, it was the end of last week where they rolled out a, an algorithm change called Farmer. And that, that heavily impacted 12% of the searches um, uh, across the world. And, and so you, it's a good search engine optimization person is up to date on all these changes. Um, I often hear people getting very, very dated advice. Um, so you have to stay current. The other risk that you run um, with search engine optimization is there are certain ways that you can skirt the system. So you can, you know, I talked about content links and uh, technology as being the three legs of the stool. There's lots of ways that you can try and automate your way around requiring to do that massive investment in content or links. Um, and that can be effective, and it can be effective for a little while. Um, in fact, it can be very effective. But eventually, you can end up getting burned. And um, I don't know if anyone on the call is, is aware of the JCPenney case, but um, about a month ago, uh, someone blew a whistle about the practices that JCPenney was using in order to rank very well mm-hmm. for search. And it made the New York Times. And essentially, what happens is they were cheating uh, on the search engine guidelines. And when they were caught cheating on that, um, JCPenney has now been penalized by Google. They're not going to show up for all sorts of different results. Now, yeah. they made a lot yeah. of money during the holiday season, so it, maybe it was worth it. Um, and they're going to come back over time. Um, but they were using an agency that was using some um, bad tactics. If you're using an agency that's using some tactics that may get you penalized, like buying links, for example, um, you are putting your revenue stream at risk. And you're putting the authority of the, your site at risk. And, and that may all go away. That will all go away eventually. Oh, good cautions there. Um, So we're going to have to take a break here. Conrad, thanks for everything you've said so far. We're going to go field offers of sponsorship from Canada Dry now. But uh, when we come back, (laughs) more with Conrad Sam. But first, a word from our sponsors, Carbonite Pro and Katuno Court Reporting. Katuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription is much more than court reporting. When you need legal transcriptions, video conferencing, depositions, and compliance solutions for the traditional or virtual law office, experience counts. You get that with Katuno. Call us and start building your legal toolkit at 888-228-8646. A computer disaster is devastating. Imagine losing your client files and billing records. That's why more law offices are using Carbonite Pro Online Backup. With Carbonite Pro, your files are backed up automatically, so it really gets done, and continuously. They're stored securely and safely off-site. Plus, each employee can access their backed-up files from any computer or on their smartphone with a free app. Prices start at just $10 a month. 
Start your free one-month trial at CarbonitePro.com. That's CarbonitePro.com. So nobody's reading your ads in the legal journals or magazines? Try your marketing with Legal Talk Network. Over 4 million listeners since launch. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and shoot us an email or call us at 781-551-9960. Want to stay in touch with Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. All right, welcome back to the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Today I'm joined by Conrad Sam, Senior Marketing Manager at Avo. Uh, Conrad, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We discussed so much good stuff at the beginning, part one of this podcast, that we've only got time for about one more question here at the end. All right. So uh, let's do this. Uh, we've talked a lot about SEO. Um, aside from SEO, what should be the other major inputs that law firms are thinking about for marketing as far as their platform is concerned? Yeah, this is where I would say um, there there's tons of places where you can be very, very effective. Um, and, I'll, and I'll give you two answers to this question. The first is, Fish where the fish are. There are thousands and thousands of different places for you to spend your time and money on the web um, or, or off the web. Um, you don't want to spend all your time on all of those places tilting at windmills. So find the places that have the, the prospective clients and spend your time there. And the second thing I would, I would and, and be willing to experiment, see what works. But in that experimentation, I'm going to go back to that concept of measure, measure, measure. When, especially when you're dealing online, um, you can measure the effectiveness of all of this, uh, of all of these channels, whatever that channel might be. Maybe it's, maybe it's pay-per-click. Maybe it's uh, display advertising. Maybe it's an advertising on a, on a site like Avvo. Um, there's lots of different places that you can um, be effective but you only know if you're effective if you're measuring. And so anyone who has a website or blog needs to have Google Analytics installed on their platform because Google Analytics, and we won't go deeply into this, maybe we'll talk about this later, but Google Analytics is a free tool. It is very easy to use, and it will provide you with the ability to measure the effectiveness of everything you're doing online. And if you can't measure it, don't do it. That's, that's the, the best advice that I can give because I, I'm pretty certain that all of those um, products that, that don't provide any of the data um, are overcharging you. You need to control that conversation. You need to know what the, the effectiveness of those channels are, um, not necessarily the vendor who's telling you that you're doing a great job, but you're not hearing the phone ring. And and we just ran out of time talking about all this good stuff. I think we'll have to have you back to talk about analytics. Um, and I would love to. Great. And by the way, I love the Don Quixote references. Very nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just about going to do it for this edition of the Legal Toolkit. Remember that you can check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. And a big thank you to our guest today, Conrad Sam. Uh, Conrad, if any of our listeners want to find out more about you or about Avo and recent developments there, how would they go about doing that? Well, I'm always happy to field uh, emails from, from attorneys. So you can reach me, Conrad, at Avo. Um, that's with a V, not a W, which is one of the banes of my marketing existence. Um, we also write on Avo Blog. You can keep up to date with what's going on at Avo Blog. Um, and if anyone's interested, we're hosting our Avocating Conference uh, in Orlando in May. You can learn more about that. Uh, just send me an email or check out avocating.com. 
Beautiful. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can get you back on here one day soon. Uh, Thanks again, Conrad. Uh, Don't forget, all of you listening out there in Internet Radio Land, to join us next time on The Legal Toolkit. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Legal Toolkit. You can subscribe to the RSS feed and hear Jared every month right here on The Legal Talk Network. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.